Good morning, Landmark Church. How you doing today? Amen. So good to see you. Thank you for being here. Thank you uh, for coming out this morning. We had an amazing first service, and God did some great things. We believe he's going to do the same thing here. Uh, just a couple things. We did start out the year with prayer and fasting. We had a great three days. I want to say thank you to everybody who came out. I've been pastoring here long enough to have many times we had prayer meetings, and I said this the first night, not knocking anything, but the truth is when you have meals, you have a lot of people. When you have prayer, usually not so much, a little less. Um, but we saw over 100 people each night. The last night we had over 150 people for times of prayer and fasting. People fasted that had never fasted before. And I think what you're seeing right now is the outpouring of the hunger of God that God creates in us. We're willing to push that aside. So I just want to say thank you so much. And we are continuing our 21 days of prayer and fasting and, um, you know, asking you to give something up for the rest of the time till the 29th. And also every morning, but on Sundays. On Sundays, because you're here, we're not having a devotion. This is your devotion. But um, every other day there's a devotion. And you can find it on our Facebook page, on YouTube, um, maybe our app, I believe. Oh, yeah, thank you, Pastor Ethan, our app. And so if, you'll, if you want to find that in the mornings, they have been tremendous. Our staff has done an amazing job with devotion, speaking to our hearts. So I encourage you. I also want to say thank you. I forgot to say thank you in the first service. If you live in this area, if you don't, you might not even knew, knew this happened. If you live in this area, we were a little concerned last night because the water was off. Um, I even went to people's house, took a shower last night because I didn't know how it was going to smell this morning. Um, and so, but thankfully in the middle of the night sometime I woke up to the glorious sound of the faucet coming on and water coming out. So thank you to the water department that worked all night long. Um, I know that's, that's a sacrifice and we are very grateful for that. Amen. Amen. A lot of things going on, and just keep your calendars out. We're having a, a baptisms next Sunday, which will be an amazing time in both services. And then in a couple of weeks, we'll have our Vision Sunday. Once you stand this morning, we want to jump right into the Word of God. We're in the middle of a series called Holy Yours. And we're talking about this morning what it means to be completely His. If you've got your Bibles, turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. This is kind of our theme verses, 23 and 24, kind of the theme verses around this series. Are you ready for the word of the Lord this morning? <clears throat> some of you walked in here with some things that you're not going to carry out today. At the end of the service, we're going to do some, erratic, some radical stuff, but I'm telling you, I believe you're going to leave here spiritually, but possibly even physically, with some stuff that you need to get rid of. So, amen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. If you've got your Bible, hold this up. If not, just repeat this after me. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to be taught the indescribable, incorruptible, mountain moving, devil chasing, chain breaking word of God. In Jesus' name. I will never be the same. Father, we thank you that your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. 
That, Father, it is alive, it is active, it is working in us and through us. So, Father, as we sit today and listen and let your word work in us, Father, I just pray that you give us ears to hear what you're saying. Give us the mind of Christ. Help us to begin to think like you over every area of our life. And, Father, help us to put distractions aside. Help us to focus on what you're saying in us today. And then give us the courage and the boldness to walk this out. Thank you, Father. We ask all these things in the lovely and the precious and the matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Ghost all God's people together said Amen. Amen. Turn around, high five three people and say I'm glad I get to sit by you and you may be seated. Growing up in our house, we had a poster, or a, a picture, I should say. <clears throat> uh, and you've probably seen these around. They make posters of them, of the names of God. I always like looking at that and reading all the names of who God is. There's a reason whenever Moses is standing there before the burning bush and God is talking to him out of this burning bush, Moses says, okay, but who do I tell Pharaoh sent me? Like, who, who am I supposed to say I'm going there because of this person? And he says, just tell him I am that I am. In other words, Moses, if I had to tell you who I was, you wouldn't have time to go to Egypt. Like I, got, I don't have enough time to tell you everything. Just know this, I am. I am what you need in that moment. I am that I am. And I love this, this what, what we're going to get right, this whole sermon is just around these two scriptures today. And I love what Paul says here. He declares a name for God and who he is. Now may the God of May the God of peace, not the God who just brings peace, not the God who just gives you peace for a little while. He is the God of peace. He makes all peace possible. He doesn't just give it. He is it. He is our peace. Paul says in Ephesians that God is the God of peace. And I believe some of you walked in here today and you need some peace, not just peace around you. There's some storms around you and you need peace. But I believe this, you got some things working in you and some things up here and in here and you need the God of peace. And I just want you to know what Paul said, now may the God of peace himself. He is here and he is your peace. And you don't have to leave here with all kinds of worry and fear. But you can walk out those doors knowing the peace of God is guarding your heart and guarding your mind. And he is your peace today. Amen. I'm declaring that over your life, over your family, that the peace of God is going to reign in you and through you. And then he says this, may the peace of God himself sanctify you wholly. That word holy there in the Greek means completely. It means, and literally, it, it means complete in all respects. May God sanctify you completely in all respects. May every part of your life be sanctified. The word sanctify there means to set apart. We are part of, we're, we're Pentecostal, and because of that, our heritage, we believe in what we call sanctification. And that's a big word that a lot of people use, and sometimes we don't know what it means. And it literally means to be set apart for God's work. It means that God is sanctifying us. And I believe sanctification happens this way. I believe we have moments of sanctification that, that when we come to know 
know Christ. I don't mean just saying a prayer and going about our business. I mean you have one of those crisis moments where you realize I can't do this by myself. I've tried it my way and my way failed. I have too many things that I'm holding on to. I got too many things that are holding me back. And we have that moment of sanctification where we say, God, I surrender it to you. I give it to you. And in that moment, he does something extraordinary in us. And I believe he helps begin to take those desires out. And we have that moment of sanctification. But we also believe sanctification is a process. That God is sanctifying us. He's working in us. He's doing that work in us. That I'm not where I need to be. But thank God I'm not where I used to be. Anybody else? Amen. I'm not where I need to be, but I'm not where I used to be. God is sanctifying me. God is changing me. God is helping work in me. And I believe God wants to sanctify you wholly. Every bit of you, he wants to be set apart for his work, and he wants to sanctify you and change you. Listen, we believe in living a holy life. I don't think that holiness is a cuss word. you understand that? And it's not anything to run from or be scared of. I believe this, that as we come to know him, we begin to realize holiness is a beautiful thing. Because in that, I'm living the life he's called me to live. And holiness is not about a dress code. It's about realizing that God has changed you and he set you apart and he's made you who he is. And every part of you has changed. From the inside out, you are being made holy because you are being shaped into the image of his son. Amen? That's the goal of this. I say this a lot, not to mess with your theology, but the goal is not just to get to heaven when we die. I'm glad of that hope. I'm glad we have that hope. But do you realize if that was the case, then we could just go on to heaven the moment we get saved. God, forgive me. Beam me up, Scotty. Let's get out of here and take this over with. Sometimes I wish that worked. I don't want a chance to backslide. Amen? Just get me out of here. Just kidding. But the truth is, the reason I believe we're here obviously part of it is to bring glory to God and to share, to be salt and light, to share his love and light. I get all that. But part of it also is he is shaping us and molding us. Paul says this, that I am like a parent in birth pains until Christ be formed in you. That God is saying, I want Christ to be formed in you. That I believe this, that I want to get to the place where I have the mind of Christ. That I begin to look like Christ and act like Christ and talk like Christ. And that Christ is what comes out of me. It's not Justin coming out. It's not this world coming out. It's not my flesh coming out. But it's the life of Christ coming out of me because he is sanctifying me. He is shaping me and molding me. And I'm letting that happen in my life. I am working with him through the power of the Holy Spirit to allow him to sanctify every area of my life till nothing is held back and everything is his. Amen? Everything is his. He is doing that. Now, I want to get into what I believe. Let me say this first, though. Here's the thing. It's very easy for us to come to church and to hear this today and for you to let go of some things right now. But then we walk out of here and we do something different many times. And let me say this. Jesus didn't come for weekend visits. He wants you on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday as well. You understand that? He didn't come just so on Sunday you could have a good service, feel hyped up, and leave here ready to go fight hell with a water pistol. He, he came so that you could have victory. So tomorrow morning when you wake up, those cravings aren't there anymore. And you have victory over that thing in your life. So on Tuesday when you wake up, anger and bitterness are not what leads your life. But instead, you are being sanctified. He came to change every aspect of your life so that you can begin to look like him. Amen. And then Paul says, 
May your whole spirit, soul, and body be blameless at the coming of our Lord. This is a big teaching I could get into, and I'm not going to get into it as much. You can talk about ourselves being a, a triune being in the sense that we have spirit, soul, and body. But I want you for this, for this exercise today, for this sermon today, I want you to think of it right now just as two things. What you can see and what you can't see. What you can't see and what you can see. That's what I want you to think of it right now. And what Paul says is this, that your spirit, and let me back up and say this. I think it's very important, the order that Paul says, spirit, soul, and body. I believe he said those things for a reason. He put those in there for a reason. Because I believe this. Number one, your spirit has to be made alive in Christ. That you are dead. Your spirit is dead in trespasses and sin. But 2,000 years ago, Jesus paid a debt he did not owe. Because I owed a debt I could not pay. And he paid the debt at Calvary. And the blood of Jesus still cleanses us and washes us. And when you get saved, you have an address change. You are part of the kingdom of darkness before. Well, you say, preacher, I've never been a devil worshiper. Well, listen to me. If you don't serve God, there's only two options. You understand? So you're in the, the kingdom of darkness. But the Bible says this. When you come to know Jesus, you have an address change and you are translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, into the kingdom of light. You are translated into a new kingdom and your address changes and your spirit, man, is made alive. And all of a sudden, you're not dead in your trespasses. You are alive with God in Christ. Amen? That's what it means to know Christ, to surrender to him, to allow him to change us until all of a sudden those things begin to awaken up inside of me. I love, one thing I love about pastoring, I'll be honest, I, pastoring sometimes is difficult, just, to, just, just dealing with a lot of different things. But I'll tell you, the call keeps me going. But you know what also keeps me going is seeing people that I could sit and point right now to all the people that I've watched, even in the last year, have a spiritual awakening like never before. That keeps me going, man, because I want to see one more person have that spiritual awakening where they begin to realize I'm not, right now, I'm not living the way I'm called to live. I was created for more than this. I'm tired of where I'm at, and I thank God he can pull me out of the miry clay. He can set my feet on a rock, and all of a sudden, something inside of you wakes up, and you realize this is what I was created for. This is what I was made for. This is what my destiny is. And you have a spiritual awakening. Amen? That's revival when you see people having that spiritual awakening. But then also, I believe this. He says spirit, soul, and body. So what is our soul? Our soul is that mind, will, and emotions. Those things that are inside of us that we don't talk about much. And I believe this, the reason this is important is because John says this in 3 John 1. He says, Beloved, my prayer for you is that you prosper in all things and be in health. We'll get into that later on. Even as your soul prospers. Here's the problem. You can deal with the outside and you can look good on the outside and still be dead in here. Jesus said to the Pharisees, you look good on the outside. You're whitewashed tombs. On the outside, man, you look great. It, you're all cleaned up. You got everything looking good. But inside, you're full of dead men's bones. And here's what God wants to do. God wants to take those things inside of us. Because here's the thing. It's easy to come down and surrender things everybody can see. But you know what's hard? We, there, there's no way to know if you're really surrendering those things inside. Because it's between you and the Lord. 
You're the only ones that know. You have to decide. And what God does with our soul is he begins to say, I want your soul to be whole. I want you to be who I've created you to be. So right now you're living with anger and bitterness and resentment. You're living with all these things inside of you. You have unforgiveness that is dominating your life. But I want your soul to be prosperous. I want your soul to be healthy. And so I want to take those things and remove those things so that anger is not what works out in your life. But all of a sudden you begin to realize God has changed me. God is doing something in me. I don't live with unforgiveness and bitterness, but instead the love of God begins to work in my life. I've got the joy of the Lord as my strength because my soul is prospering and I know who he is and I know what he's doing in my life. Amen? When that begins to work in you, you begin to realize, now I I do have that peace you've talked about. That peace guards my heart and mind. I do have the joy of the Lord, and that is my strength. You understand that? Like the circumstances aren't your strength. Being mad at everybody isn't your strength. Being angry all the time isn't your strength. But when you begin to let God work in you, and then all of a sudden you begin to see this worked out, and you realize, you know what? I am, I am right now, God is working this anger in me, and I came to Walmart, and there is no checkers, and I ain't angry about it because God is working in me. I got cut off in traffic and I waved at everybody and used all my fingers because God is working in me and through me. Come on, somebody. You begin to see your soul is prospering. That God said, I want your soul to prosper. And here's the thing. I believe if we're not careful, we live in a place where we we don't give God everything. We don't give him full access. We say, okay, God, I said it last week. We compartmentalize. You can have that room and that room, but that room's got a lock on it, and you can't touch it. And God says this. If you will open that up and give it to me, it's painful. It's hard sometimes. But you know what? The beauty of what will come out is greater than the pain that it takes to work through that and you begin to let God work in you and through you and he will bring deliverance and freedom and at the end of the day you will stand to say whom the son sets free is free indeed because now my soul has been given to him and he has control of my mind, will and emotions let me go to your mind real quick that's the thing about our mind you can, you can say all this other stuff, but many times it's this gray, gooey matter in between our ears that controls so much of what we do. It's right here. And that's why the Bible says you have the mind of Christ. You have been given the mind of Christ. You have not been given a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. And I believe what you need over your life is a sound mind. And I believe what God wants to do by the end of this service today is to give you his mind. So when you walk out those doors, your soul has been changed. Not only do you know Jesus, but now you are letting him completely change you and transform you. And you begin to let him work in you. And you begin to see the life of Christ come out of you. Amen? Then he says this, spirit, soul, and body. I want to say this to you very carefully. I want everybody to hear what I'm saying to you. I want, I want, because I in no way, even though I, I'm good at making self-deprecating jokes, and I will make a few this morning, um, the truth is I don't want to shame anybody. This is not a moment of shame for anything. But I believe when I was growing up, I heard a lot of things preached against. And, you know, the... This, this was the old holiness saying, don't smoke, dip, or chew, or run with girls who do. That was the way. <clears throat> or, I, had another, I have another preacher that says this, and I like this. If it makes you grin, it must be sin. That's what it felt like growing up. <laughs> they preached against all this outward stuff, but the preachers that came in, you know one sermon I never heard preached on was gluttony. 
and we took them to lunch. And I was scared half the time their button was going to pop off and hit me in the eyeball and make me blind. They didn't preach against gluttony. But listen to me. I believe this, that God has given us a body for a reason. Uh, last January, the Lord gave me a word, and I, I'll be honest, I'll confess this, I did nothing about it for months. He gave me one word, for me personally, not for the church, the word was discipline. Discipline. <clears throat> and I knew what he was getting at in my life. And I just said, Lord, I praise you. He's over discipline. Lord, I thank you, discipline. And I'm like, <laughs> just tuning it out. Because I know where it was headed, and I didn't want anything to do with it. Easter came, and the Lord said to me in April, I've let you wait this long. Easter's over. Get back to work. Discipline. And I I'd found myself at that time at 41 years old um, on high blood pressure medicine, chasing around little boys, couldn't breathe. And <clears throat> so, but I, I know me. I know, I, I have struggled with weight my entire life. Um, and let me say this, I understand that this is not about being a certain weight or a certain size or shape. This has nothing to do with that. Because the truth is, is I've always been just a bigger guy. That's the way I've, I grew up. I've always been that way. And I've always struggled with weight. I mean, I have friends who could eat like a horse and not gain a pound. I, I look at your food on Facebook and I gain weight, just sitting there scrolling through. I, I've always had that issue. It's been something I've struggled. My mom was overweight and I got genetics from her side of the family. I got my dad's short height and my mom's side of the family. So I got short and squatty instead of other uncles that are taller and, and, and can handle it. I, I got those genetics and, I, and I've lived with that. But I knew in my life, if I was going to be the husband I was called to be, if I was going to be the dad I was called to be, if I was going to lead this church, because where God's taking us, i got to be healthy for that, to be able to run what, and do what God's called us to do. I knew I had to work on that. And so for me, it wasn't a, a fad thing. I couldn't do it. I know if I say, if I get up and say, I'm never having french fries again, I'll be in the first in line at Wendy's getting some in a few minutes, getting them. If I say I'm never going to have a piece of cake again, I know that's a lie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. So I had to begin to work on me, and, and Sarah and I began to try to get healthy. We began to eat better, less carbs. I'll be honest with you, um, th these last few months that I've lost weight, I've actually probably eaten um, fast food more, but I just am careful what I eat and how I eat it. It's my lifestyle. I'm in the car all the time. There's certain things I couldn't stop. But the Lord began to work in me and through me, and I knew it was something. Here's why it matters, because some people say, well, who cares? We're going to get a glorified body one day. And my glorified body, that thing's going to look good. I mean, my glorified body is going to be exactly what I've been praying for all these years. But Paul says in Corinthians that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. I was trying to build him a mega church. I'm like, you're a big God. I want you to have plenty of room to do whatever you need to do. Thank you. I told the first service, I've been waiting on that joke all week long. I've been sitting on it, just waiting. No. But, but the truth is this, that, that yes, but I believe this. I believe God cares about our bodies. He gave them to us for a reason. And I believe that he cares. And once again, this is not about being a certain size or a certain shape. This is about being healthy. There are people that, 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 that weigh more that are healthy. There are people that weigh less that are unhealthy. It's not about that. It's about the right things. It's about getting to the place to where you're healthy. But listen to me. If your soul is not healthy, it doesn't matter if your body is healthy. And I believe this. You can have all the body part figured out outside and you look good. But then inside you can be dead. And 
and you can have all kinds of problems. And so I believe this. God wants to work in your spirit and your soul to help those things begin to work properly and for you to be in health. And I believe as it does, the outflow of that is now, God, I'm going to give you what you've called me to do. I'm, I'm going to put things aside. I'm going to say no to some things. It doesn't mean I don't do things at all, but I'm going to say no. And once again, there is no shame in this. But my prayer for you today is that you would be in health. Whatever that looks like in your situation, you would be in health. That your spirit would be made alive. That your soul would be healthy. Getting rid of all the toxic things in your life that have held you back. And then outside of that, you are doing things that help you physically be healthy so you can be around for a long time to do everything God has called you to do. We're running after God this year. And I know we're not physically. Some of y'all, if y'all want to take off running, I'll follow you. But listen, I know we physically, but here's what the truth is this. The pace God is calling us to, our physical bodies need to be there as well. Here's what the Apostle Paul says. Another excuse we use sometimes. Bodily exercise profits little. You know how people have things hung in their house? I had that one up for a long time. Amen. Bodily exercise profits a little. Who cares? That's not what he's saying. He says it does profit you. But he goes on to say, but godliness profits more. And I want you to know, you can be on both sides. You can have exercise and the godliness is not there. I believe, though, we're called to be healthy in our body. But more importantly, we're called for our souls to be healthy. So I'm not living with doubt. I'm not living with insecurity and problems all the time, jealousy and rage and envy, but instead the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, goodness, kindness, self-control are working in me and through me. Amen? So how, how does this happen? How can we do it? Here's what the Apostle Paul says, because I'll be honest, if you're like me, in my own self, I can't do it. When I, when I, back in April, and I knew it was going to take me a while to lose weight. I didn't want a quick thing, because I knew if I did it quick, I'd gain it back quick. But I, I began to say, Lord, I can't do this. I love food. I'm a foodie. I, I love it. And I know that when I get stressed, that's going to be my go-to thing. I know that whenever I'm, I'm, when I'm walking around, if I'm, if I'm busy, I'm good. If I'm not busy, I'm going to be snacking on everything around. I know all this stuff. And I, said, I got to the place where I said, Lord, I cannot do this in my own self. And here's what, the, if you put that scripture up, please, Michelle, uh, verse 24. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says here in verse 24. This is the answer. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Number one, he who calls you is faithful. You try to count how many times God has ever, that God has been faithful to you, and I promise you, you'll lose count. You try to count how many times he's been faithful time and time and time again, and eventually you're going to lose count because there's no way for me to count how many times he's been faithful. You know why? Because he's never failed me. He's never failed me ever. He has always been there. He's been closer than a brother, and he has always been with me on my side. And I want you to know today, God is faithful. On the hard days, he's faithful. On the good days, he's faithful. When you feel it, he's faithful. When you don't feel it, he's faithful. The God who called you is faithful, and he will do it. He'll be the one to do it. He will work in your life. He will accomplish this in you. Amen? Will the worship team help me? But there's one simple caveat to this. Listen to this. He who is faithful will do it. But here's the key. You have to be involved. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. You know what he wants to do? He wants to get inside you and get rid of all that stuff that's not like him. But he needs you to help him. He wants you to prosper in health. 
You know what? He's not going to set your alarm for you and poke you to get out of bed to go exercise. You know, he, he wants you to get rid of anger and bitterness and all those things. But you've got to give him access. And today, some of you are turning to stuff instead of turning to him. When the heat gets up, what do you turn to? What, what do you run to? When things get tough, what do you run to? Do you run to Jesus or do you run to a substance? Do you run to the Prince of Peace or do you run to those relationships that you know are going to pull you down? Do you run to the one that can give you joy and help you conquer everything in your life? Or are you running to the wrong things? And I believe today, today is one of those moments of surrender. I believe for some of you, if you'll let it happen today, it's going to be a moment of sanctification. Listen, in a moment, I'm going to call you down here and I'm not going to lay hands on you. Because here's the reason. I want you and the Lord to work this out together. Doesn't mean I can't help you. I'm going to pray over all of us. But here's what happens in church. We come down sometimes and I will lay hands on people all day long. I love it. But we have these moments of just this sensational praying for each other and we leave here and I believe what's fixing to happen. I want you to come and get still in the presence of the Lord. Let him work on you. Let him do that deep surgery that you need. Because he wants to take some of those things out. Some of you walked in here today and you are full of unforgiveness and anger. You're full of pride. You're full of some stuff that you need to get rid of. And let me go one radical step farther. If this is your first time at Landmark Church, just let you in on this. We're real around here. We're real that we will deal with and we will go to great lengths. I'm not saying it's to brag on me. I'm just telling you, I've been on the door of a crack house here in town trying to pull somebody out. We will go to great lengths to rescue people from what they're up against. And the reason I say that is this. As radical as this sounds, I asked Pastor Ethan to do something this week. On the end of each altar are trash cans. And listen, if you walked in here with the substance that you planned on using when you walked out of here, I'm asking you to drop it Listen to me. Listen to me. This is a safe place. I've got people in place that will get rid of it as soon as service is over. We know what we're doing. But I'm telling you this. If you walked in here with something, you don't have to leave with it in your pocket any longer. You can drop it. You can walk to the car and get it if you need to and bring it in here and drop it in the trash. This is a safe place. It's not a place where police are being called. This is a safe place between you and the Lord. And if you have something, that you're being driven to, I encourage you, get rid of it. But listen to me, when you come to this altar in a minute, I believe God is asking you, what is it you need to surrender? Won't you stand up? Some of you right now, you knew the moment I said it, what it was. Some of you are still thinking. But listen, as we sing this song, I'm asking you if there's any area of your life that you need to surrender. He wants you to be wholly His. And I didn't say this in my sermon. Let me just say this to you. When you come to know Christ, you are automatically, immediately seated with Him in heavenly places. You are made complete in Him. But you realize what this is, is this is us walking out physically what is already true of us spiritually. When you come to know Jesus, you're immediately made holy. You're a holy man, holy woman, holy. But here's what happens. I walk out there and I still have the same problems. So right now what God is trying to do is for you to get rid of some things. And some of you turn to the wrong things. So listen, right now, this is the time of surrender.
forward right now. Give it to the Lord. And if you need to let something go, maybe you need to write something on a piece of paper and throw it away. This isn't just for substances. Whatever it's for, you let go of it and we'll get rid of it. Don't pick it back up. Come on, let's surrender right now. One, two, three. Get out of your chair. Come on. Come on.